Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp, at transformingwomenshealth.com. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? It is Monday. Are you guys up and at them after watching all those fireworks displays last night? Our town was a-blazing. Now, remember, we are on our rating and review campaign. We're coming up into anniversary number two. I would love us to get well over 100 ratings uh, on the podcast. So if you would be so inclined, go in there and leave a rating and review each and every month month, we are doing a drawing uh, for $500 worth of toxin-free products. We've got a course that we're giving out this month in July. It is author featured authors. So, so many of my past guests are authors and we have a plethora of books that we're going to be sending out. So each month we draw one lucky winner and August we'll go back to the toxin-free products. Today, we are talking about changing your thoughts to change your mind. I have got with us the esteemed Dr. Krista Ello. She is a medical expert. She is also, um, she considers herself a diabetic expert, um, and she is really putting the hammer down on some of the myths surrounding the way that we're treating diabetes today. She is a clinical pharmacist, uh, board certified in chronic disease management. She also believes that the nutritional guidelines that are set out by the establishment really are leading to the obesity problems and diabetes that, you know, maybe we may have it all wrong. She loves to teach people how to get off meds, cut their sugars and their weight so that they don't have to settle for cutting short their lives. Thank you, Dr. Ello, for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you again. Thank you for that introduction. That was like, that was like a review. That was like very, uh, thank you so much. I feel so important. <laughs> but you are important. You do important things. I like, I like to think so. It is, it is hard to do what I do being on this side of the, um, of the equation, um, seeing things a different way. But, you know, if somebody knew something that would, prolong my life and didn't tell me to stop it, you know, tell me to what to change to prolong my life and make it better. Like, right. I feel like I, it's your duty to do so. Right. 
It's exactly why we're both in the space that we're in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we both have learned things through our careers that were absolutely life-changing and in a pivot. And I know you've got such a great story on that pivot for you because you were really happy with what you were doing. You Mm -hmm. were esteemed and you had all Mm -hmm. the credentials and what every pharmacist aspires to be. But there was a pivoting moment for you. And I really like before we get into the meat of what we want to talk about today, because I think that's an important piece of who you are today. Yeah, Yeah, I I had, um, yeah, I did have that job and the nameplate and the office, you know, it's, if you're, if you're a pharmacist, you really want to be recognized for so much that you know, because so many people don't know what we know, right? Um, don't know about what we know. And so having that, I got that clinical pharmacist position in the clinic treating chronic disease, right? right. And so of course, if you're treating chronic disease, what comes to the surface is diabetes because it's like the thing, like it's, it's getting bad, it's getting worse, it's getting big. Well, I, so, I wrote down just super quick, yeah. uh, and and we can c- cover this in a minute. I, I just want our audience to understand why we talk about diabetes, and I don't mean to interrupt the story. Oh, no, please. I know there's like a flow, but you know me. We've, we've worked enough together. <laughs> I wrote some stats down, and I don't even think that they're current to today yet, probably but not. listen to this, guys. 88 million people have diabetes. 88 million have pre-diabetes. 88 million have pre-diabetes. Hello there. One in three people are pre-diabetic. That's insane. My immediate family is 20. That means several of us are Mm pre-diabetic. Several of us are pre-diabetic. Eight out of 10 people have no idea that they're pre-diabetic. They don't know. Mm -mm. Um, 34.2 million people have been diagnosed with diabetes. It is a $327 billion cost to the United States to treat diabetes. $327 billion. Now, listen, the interesting stat, and and tell me, Dr. Allo, if if this is correct or not. Type 1 diabetes, only 5 to 10% of those And type two is 90 to 95%. That's yes. great news. You got great news. audience because yep. type two is reversible. Yeah. So we, we can, can kick that type two in the butt. Yeah. We can kick it in the face, which means we can, yeah, we don't have to be bullied by it anymore. Okay. And so, you know, those are correct stats. And I just want to add, I found an interesting little stat and, you know, people who have insurance and have a lot of those costs covered, you know, um, I just want to put a little nugget out there because it's still about $5,000 a year to handle treating diabetes out of pocket, even if you have insurance. Oh, I know this. My, my niece is a type one diabetic and she is uh, on an insulin pump. Mm-hmm. She's still spending over a hundred dollars a month on her medication, even yep. though she's got insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's her out of pocket expense, not to mention the pump supplies themselves right. in order for her to get the pump. I think it was like $2,000 she had to pay out of her own pocket. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for that pump, but that pump is life changing for her as a type right. one diabetic in terms of her management of her A1C. Right. Uh, and I know we'll get more into that, but I yeah, know we we're going to focus on type two. Okay. So back to the story where we've got that luxury job. We've got the one that we're all esteemed and wanting to be in. Right. Okay. Yes. We, yes, we're in this job and we're doing our thing that we think we're good at. Right. We're like, I'm doing, you know, 
And so I, now I will say I'm pretty good at, at finding people where they are and like helping them where they are. You know, yes. a lot of people will just be like, you have to do this. That's the only way that doesn't work because mm-hmm. not everybody's there. But, you know, I thought I was better than what I was. And so what happened was I had this one particularly stubborn patient and I, lo- and I, I think about her still. And mm-hmm. she had, you know, she was that question asker. She's like, no, I heard that this did this and, this, and I did my own research. And I'm like, okay, okay, why don't we try, try this? Right. And I was starting her on long acting insulin. Which in that time, in that body, in that in that distant version of Krista, it was a good idea because her numbers were crazy. Okay. Right. And so, so I, she trusted me enough to help me do her do that. And we did it, and she came back a month later. Long story short, nothing really changed. And like I'm supposed to get her sugar under control. Nothing really changed. She still had problems. Um, you know, her A1C didn't move as much. Like I was expecting something more, and it wasn't there. Right. Okay. And she, I remember her being like, oh, I got here because you were supposed to be this next big, great thing that's supposed to help me more than anybody else. She said it nicer. Can we be honest? She said it nicer. (laughs) But what I heard was, you're supposed to be an expert and you still didn't do more for me than anybody else did. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. but that's not her fault. That was my fault. And so I'm like, okay, she's right. I'm supposed to be this crazy expert person. Um, this was supposed to work and it didn't. I'm looking at all the standards of care, the most up-to-date thing, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she, not only is she no know better, but now she has a daily injection that she has to worry about. Right. <sighs> to add more. Like who fire. wants to put an extra in, needle hole in their body every day if they don't want to. And so I, I remember shutting the door that day and just being really like embarrassed after she left, just being like, I couldn't do anything for her. And I'm like, you know what, Krista? <laughs> Are you doing what you know or are you doing what you're told? Ooh. Are you doing what you've been taught blindly or are you doing what you know? And I'm like, okay, let me shut the book on this. Let me go look at that reference in that guideline. Let me read it. Let me read that. Let me read that. And what, <laughs> wow. And I was really embarrassed to find out that a lot of the stuff I was teaching was not founded on a lot of sturdy ground, it was founded on professional opinion. Um, that had carried forward, right? You know, so you just have the guidelines, you just keep regurgitating the guidelines forward. And the other thing I found out was that there were some really good studies that weren't included in the guidelines that were saying things like, you know, if you, if we reduce carbs, it's a really great way to have people who have type two diabetes to get them off meds. I mean, there's lots of studies out there like that. And I'm like, why aren't these included in how to make people healthy guidelines? (laughs) So now I was embarrassed. Now I'm embarrassed and pissed mold. off. Right? What was that? I said it doesn't fit the mold. Right. It, it, it that, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're taking patients and they're trying to shove them into the guidelines instead of mm-hmm. taking the guidelines and being like, well, what fits for you? Right. That's and, how it should be. Well, and, and healthcare is a billion-dollar industry. Pharmaceuticals are a billion-dollar yeah. industry, trillion-dollar industry. Trillions. You know, um, my opinion, and I know you feel the same way, is that healthcare is not designed to get you healthy. Not anymore. It's not. It, it's not designed to prevent it, and it's certainly not designed to get you healthy. They're there to stamp a band aid over top mm-hmm. of whatever symptom mm-hmm. you present with, and that's it. As long as that symptom is hidden, it's hidden, then you're you're fine. Then you're and- okay. And the, the sad thing is, like, I, I was in the healthcare field. I was in that clinic. I have a good heart. I want to help people. Right. But I realized I was doing what I was told instead of doing what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. And there's so many great people 
in there being providers and nurses and PAs and, and NPs and, and physicians who want their, who want to stop writing prescriptions for people. Right. right? right. And they're just simply doing what they've been told is true instead of what they know. Cause they don't have time to go read that study. They don't have right. time. Right? right. They just have time to see if there's any updates in the guidelines. They're powering through, you know, because they, if they're in a clinic, they're yep. only given so much time, yeah, you know, like and they got 15 minutes, every 15 minutes. Yep, they got so it. they're kept too busy almost. Right. Well, and that's what's important about pharmacists, because pharmacists are, are the ones that are there to actually educate you about the medications or they're, they're there to be mm -hmm. that the advocate for the patient. Right. What studies did you find that were kind of the most eye opening for you? It was the really? nutritional studies. Actually, I'll tell you the first one I reread. I thought I, I had read it, right? Mm -hmm. And I reread it and I'm like, that's not true at all. So, so we're taught that statins, cholesterol, mm -hmm. those cholesterol pills, Lipitor, um, mm -hmm. you know, all, all that stuff, Lipitor, Zocar, they're like paradigm changing. They're like saving people's lives. Well, if you actually read the study on taking it to prevent a heart attack, the data's not good. It's not good enough to get me to take a pill the rest of my life for 30 years, just in case. That's for sure. Especially when you consider all the side effects. So that was like almost the gate. I remember reading that when I still was employed somewhere else and being like, that's not what my mentors told me. Right. Right. I'm right. sorry if my mentors see this. I love you. I, I know you're good people. Just, just that was wrong. It was wrong. And so I started reading more stuff that people told me wasn't true. Like when people like my mentors might would be like, this is a chronic disease. They're always going to be on meds. And so I'm like, well, how did that person get off meds? <laughs> you know, know, do you know how many people I have heard? Because I've been dealing in the chronic disease world for two years now. And how many people I hear that once a chronic disease, always a chronic disease. No. There's no reversing it. There's no once I get on medication, that's the end game. That's that's the end of the deal. That's I the just have a conversation with someone that said, um, oh, no, type two diabetic uh, diabetes is not reversible. Yeah. Once a type two, you're you're always a type two. It's I do it every day. <laughs> And it's like, well, and this is going to kind of lead us into that next portion of the conversation with mindset, because you yep. and I, we've had our background conversations on, oh, you know, yes. how do we waken people, right? The way, uh, being awakened is kind of the hot topic right now yep. in our world. But, uh, and, and I think that there's a couple of different answers to that. And I, I just want to um, acknowledge we've got... Um, one of our users said that my daughter was diagnosed with type one at the age of 16 and she's almost 21 now. And she's been doing great because she knew there were better ways. Yep. Um, I yeah. love this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that Beautiful. because even in type one, there's many things that we can do. Oh, we're going to get into I have so many great type one stories about people being told they had to eat every two hours and then they get really overweight. Yes. And then it's like, no, just reduce your insulin. So, so Boom. tell me, um, cause type one is a, is a beast in, in and of its own, you know, here the different, you know, you can describe it better to me, but you know, type one, your pancreas is just not making insulin. You are insulin dependent in, in order to, um, yep. be healthy and, and live yep. type two, your pancreas is just under a lot of duress. Um, you're duress, still yeah. making insulin, uh, and there's lifestyle changes that you can make in order mm -hmm. to reverse that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and uh, how many people have reversed it? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Thousands, like thousands, maybe millions. hundreds of thousands at this point. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so I don't understand the argument. I really don't. And again, it goes back to mindset. Yeah. Um, it goes back to mindset. Um, and actually it goes back to programming, right? Cause we're, we're almost <laughs> programmed. We are almost programmed. I want to say that genderly into this is how it is. And well, actually, you know, I just wrote a book on this. I'm finishing up the book right now. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm actually, how do I say this with love? I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of trying to convince people what can be done. And so I'm like, listen, if this is what you hear is everything out of my brain, you know, translated mm-hmm. and then do it. So just do it. And one of those is what's getting in your way. What's getting in your way? The programming, the programming. I mean, in all kinds of programming, like one, it can't be reversed. That's just one. How about when people think they, they can only reverse it by losing weight? And it's like, no, you, you lose weight by reversing it, right? There's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be rearranged for you to see that it's, oh my gosh, it's so much simpler. In fact, having type 2 diabetes and managing it the medical way is a thousand times more complicated. Right. Right. I, I want our audience to understand this because this is a concept that I came into not very long ago, actually. And I've been, you know, doing things for, for a while that if your goal is weight loss, you need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. You need to reevaluate because getting your body healthy and whatever form that is going to take, weight loss is actually a side benefit that is just going to happen because yes, you have gotten the body healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be your number one goal. And so if you're diabetic, we're going to look at, you know, things that we can do to g- help get that body yep. healthy so that we're not dependent upon medications and we have a life because diabetics, whether you're type one or type two, you've got the propensity to have all kinds of health issues. If you don't get this under control, am yeah. I correct with that? Yeah. And even, yeah, it's, you know, it's like a very slow death. And then it's, and it's, you know, I, I like, I hate, I hate to think about it, but what happens is people become so disabled that they live disabled for 10, 15, 20 years. Well, that's like an early death Mm because it's no kind of life to be stuck, not being able to do anything. And your whole life is full with uh, full of standing in line at the pharmacy and specialist visits. Okay. I don't care how nice those doctors are. That's no way to live. And all of it is avoidable. It is. If you're willing to take if you're willing and make that change. And that's, you know, you and I have talked about this. That can be some of our biggest frustrations. It's like, here, I'm giving you a platter right here. I'm laying it out for you. And it's not hard. It is so much simpler. Yeah, it is. So they're very simple. They're not easy. That's the thing. They're simple steps, but they are hard. And I think you've tapped into it. It's that programming. It's the, the programming. programming we get from the medical world. I think mm-hmm. it's the program we get from commercials. Oh my it's gosh, commercials. We get from, you know, media. It's a program we get that's just generationally handed down, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's another thing. That's another mindset. It's genetic. Therefore, <laughs> there's no escape. Therefore, I'm going to take all hashtag all the pills and I'm going to do, I'm not going to really engage in this because, and that's a really, really dangerous. And and, and honestly, there's no solid evidence 
that describes the genetic passing of diabetes. I think if we took an actual really good look at it, we would see, now type one's different, but type two, if we took a really uh, broader look at this, I'm like, well, are you passing down a cultural method of living and eating? Or are you passing down genetically an insulin? Okay, right? Or, you know, there's a lot of things. But one of the things I kind of argue with people about was love. (laughs) I love you enough to push your buttons. Okay, I love you enough to push your buttons. I try to say that is that if you believe it's genetic, then you will also almost immediately believe that there's nothing you can do. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. I would, I would venture to say that that, that definitely is the case. Um, how many, my husband, he's a perfect example. I can throw him under the bus. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> when, when I first married him, he, he had suffered a stroke and a heart attack at the age of 35 and then 36. Um, and when I married him, he was not under the care of any cardiologist or Mm-hmm. you know, physician. And of course I was at that time, almost 20 years ago in the allopathic world that, that, you know, our body's broken and therefore we need to be under the care of a doctor in order to have yes, you know, that life. mentality. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I, I got him in with a cardiologist and as the nurse is going through the questions that they're asking and the doctor is talking to him it's, it's the comment got made that, well, my entire family has high cholesterol. And I'm thinking to myself, but who, what we're talking about you. I'm not talking about your mom, Thank your you. brothers, you know, yep. any, any of us. And, and the nurse, actually, I give credit to this nurse oh. because she looked at my husband and said, yes, so. So. Oh, up high for that nurse. Up high for that nurse, right? The culture is, and one of this is one of the biggest. I don't know. This is like I don't know what salesman did this, okay? <laughs> but somehow we sold the fact that you haven't had a heart attack, you haven't had a stroke, um, you don't even have high high blood pressure, but your father did. So yeah. here's three pills just in case. What? Mm. On what other planet does that make sense? But down here, it's perfectly like, well, yeah. No, you're going to be on pills for 40 years because just in case, there's not a chance, not a chance I would do that. But it's so programmed in, it's so programmed in, it's ingrained. That's like, no, duh, that when I say it, it sounds crazy. (laughs) Do you you think, though, that people, um, it's programmed in? And I would ask this because you worked in the medical community, you know, as a pharmacist. Have we gotten to this space because people do not want to take personal responsibility? Have we gotten to, to the space because people are not willing to, to, to take that personal responsibility? And so we have to create an answer for them because they're not willing to do anything else. So what I'm hearing is 
are we trying to make sure that they don't feel bad about the choices they've made for themselves? By saying, because I think a lot of providers do that. They like, they want to be gentle and you can't, you can't go into a, have a patient come in and be like, this is your fault for all. Okay. Listen. (laughs) Okay. I've, I've earned every gray hair and every extra pound I have. Okay. But I feel like some of my nicer providers that I know personally, um, they, they don't want to be like, listen, if like, stop doing that. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think they get they get told no so many times. I, you know, what I what, what I'm trying to say is that people want that quick fix. They, they do. don't want they don't want to do the hard work. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. because it, it even though the answers are simple, it's still hard to implement because you've got to go in and redo that whole thought process. You do. Um, right. So it, it's it, it's that they don't want to do the hard work and so do the doctors then, I keep hitting, you know, just write me a script, just give me the pill, just give, you know. It is some it, back and forth. I hear this over and over again. Yep. So is it even worth having the conversation about lifestyle changes that you can make? Do they just kind of decide? Yes, it is. Yes, I'm it not, is. It's not worth having the conversations anymore. Well, okay. So they, okay. So yes. Okay. So yes. And I understand the, sometimes they're, they're tired, they're jaded. They just want their patient to do whatever. But at the same time, it's like, here's some duct tape. So you don't disint, like disintegrate before right. you realize there's changes that you need to make. And, and definitely that is, there's a dynamic in the healthcare field right. where that is true. I wrote a whole chapter on it. Um, but on the other side, are you saying the right things? Right. Because I've, I've told people, I've told people in clinic, I've told patients, I'm like, your doctor and you want the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't, you just don't agree on how to get there. Right. Okay. And so what's happened is the doctor's like, I'm the authority. Do what I tell you. Okay. And they're like, I'm not your baby, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. And I, and I relate because all I've done is go on and in fight with my primary care physician. It's, it's awkward. Um, so are you asking the right questions? Are you saying the right things? Are you giving them the right trade-off? Cause I guarantee you of all the patients I had on my like 300 patient panel in the clinic, mm-hmm. if I was like, listen, you don't need to be on all these drugs, but you got to do this to do that. Mm-hmm. Even the people who are like, I'm not walking by a piece of garlic bread mm-hmm. ever without taking a bite, still made changes. Right. Okay. So you're not promising them the right thing. You're not, you're not, you're, in my head, you're not promising the right thing. Like people are, people are afraid of kidney disease. They're afraid of heart attacks. They're afraid of strokes. They're afraid of blindness. But since it's not immediate, it's not immediate threat, they, they, right. they can wait. They can build up their health debt, right? right. Hoping right. to pay it off later. Right. But it's not an immediate threat. But what is an immediate threat is medicine. Right. And I'm like, do this and I will take this away. And they do. And then I take it away. Right. Well, I used to when I was in the clinic I, and it's, I, because it's that immediate. So talk to us about because, you know, we definitely we, we could talk like all day long and we've been talking for 30 minutes of, uh, about Already? the problem. <laughs> I know. Right? It's like, how the heck did that happen? But, you know, and, but it's so true. You, you, there's so many issues and I think it's, it's, it's like layers. It's like it that is layers. Thing, and I really think that it's, it's layers. I don't think there's one easy answer um, out there. You and I beat our head against the wall with lots of things. Right. Uh, you know, cause we've been on the other side. We know yeah. what promises are there and what results are there. If only. If so, only. Talk to me about two things. Number one, when does the book come out? And what's the name of it so our, our audience can find it? Uh, we want to make sure of that, and we'll cover that at the end. But secondly, let's leave our audience with, 
let's say the top three things. If you are a diabetic, type two, let's talk to type two. If yes. you're a type two diabetic, what are three things that you can do that are going to be the most impactful for you? How would I lead with that? Okay. Or do you want me to lead with that? Okay. So number one. So number one. Okay. And this, I do this first always because blood sugars drop very quickly is you need to stop putting anything liquid sugar into your body like right now. Okay. Mm. And so let me go through all the categories because people forget this. People have health blind spots. Okay. Hold Mm -hmm. a whole chapter on that. Health blind spots. Okay. If they determine something is healthy, they don't even consider it a problem. Okay. They don't even consider it when we're going through and being like, what are you doing every day? There's that blind spot where like, well, yeah, I did drink a glass of milk this morning, but that's healthy. Right. Not if you have type type 2 diabetes. Okay. So no liquid sugars. Okay. No liquid sugars. So if you're on any kind of juice, get rid of it. Okay. Okay. Any kind of um, dairy milk. Okay. Like cow's milk and goat's milk. Okay. Not right now. Not right now. Not. No, no, no. I don't care how much calcium is in milk. Um, You can get it from other sources. You can get it from other sources for shizzle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Soda. Soda, and I don't care if it's diet, zero, I don't care what promises is on there. If it's sugar, I guarantee you it is affecting your insulin and your blood sugars, especially for type one. In fact, some of my best type two, type ones, I just like, listen, let's wean you off this diet Coke. All of a sudden the roller coasters are gone. Okay. It's a lie. It is not zero carbs, zero sugar. It is lies. It's lies, lies, lies. Okay. The the front and we haven't even got, you got to come back for part two so we can talk label. We didn't do the labels. We can just talk all day. The front is marketing. The back is what you need to be reading. The back is what you need. And not even the nutrition all the way down where the ingredients are. Ingredients. In fact, the order of operations for looking at a food product, ingredients nutrition, and then you can turn around and look at the pretty colors. Okay. <laughs> Ingredients first. Okay. Um, so liquid sugar. So, so milk, soda, juice, mm-hmm. um, nutrition shakes, uh, nutrition mixes, glucerna. Don't even go near glucerna. Don't even look at glucerna. Those, those boost. What boost. are they called? Boost and sures. Yeah. No, okay. no smoothies. Okay. Do not pour milk into a into a um, blender and put a banana in there. Lord have mercy, please don't do that, okay? Okay. Liquid sugars will absorb quickly and almost all of it will be absorbed. Okay. There's nothing stopping it. And um, and if you want, and I would do that, I would wean off of, wean, you have to wean. Right. Wean, right. okay? Because the all or nothing is a bad, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that's don't, really important. Don't just go all out, okay? Don't, please you don't know. Monday morning redo, okay? <laughs> empty out the cabinet. You know? Okay. That's going to be hard enough for people because they've been told diet this, diet that, blah, 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 glucerna is great, carbs right. steady. That right. it's, it's all crap. Okay. Okay. Just so we can cut to the chase, it's crap. Um, the second thing they need to do is they need to give their body an interval where they're not eating or drinking except for water. They need to do an interval. And ideally, because we've been told to eat every couple hours or we're going to die, basically, that's, that's wrong. That's incorrect. To be, um, here I am, not, not self-imploding. Um, you need to give your body a break. Okay. Okay. I would do 12 on 12 off to start. Okay. 12 on 12 off. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the third thing you need to do really is start tracking blood sugars. And I know this sounds like what I do that already. Yes. Yes. But have you done anything about them? And do you write them down? Okay. Because I actually create, I created the book of pricks, you know, this, the book of pricks, blood sugar log. 
because <laughs> writing down blood sugar values, you can't forget it if you write it down. You're like, oh, that was a 300. Whereas on a device, you just turn the device off and everything's hunky-dory again, right? <laughs> you write it down and, you're, and you think, okay, what did I do? What did I eat? And sometimes you'll know and be like, well, say la vie. And it's like, yes, okay, just don't do that again. Who cares? But, uh, but how, how quickly, so, and I'm not a, a diabetic, so I don't know what the numbers are, you know, but how quickly when you eat or drink something, does it spike? Within a minute. Within one minute. Yeah, because your body knows what's coming by what the taste is and that taste signals your pancreas, right? So there's already cart like like um, enzymes in your saliva that get it going. See, that's so funny because Naomi taught uh, in, in my, my, our earlier boot camps, Naomi taught us that if you are one that drinks a smoothie for your breakfast, now not you type, not you diabetics, don't you diabetic. drink a smoothie, but other people who do, um, what we need to be doing is we need to be making that smacking sound with our mouth before we drink the smoothie because we're drinking it. So the enzymes don't get activated to actually digest the smoothie that we're eating. So before you drink it, you need to you know, do that kind of chomping, you know, deal. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I can't be around anybody doing that just because I'm auditorily sensitive, but, <laughs> but no, but like your body kind of knows. And so the insulin, the insulin will start to move, but since the insulin isn't going to do a great job, right. I mean, right now I could drink something and test my blood sugar in a minute and it would be high. The next, the next second would be low because my response works. But that's the other thing people think, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to test it two hours later. Well, you already missed everything that food does to you. So how often, how often do they need to be testing that blood sugar then to get a good idea of what something's doing? Well, if they're, so if they're curious, like, you know, I wouldn't do testing all day, every day. Cause that's Ugh, right. Who does? Mm -mm. Um, let, let's say, um, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you have a fasting blood sugar, you test your fasting. Okay. That's, that's really what you should do. But let's say you have you have a regular breakfast and you want to see what that breakfast is doing to you. Okay. Finish your breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which should take what five to 10 minutes to finish. Okay. Right. If you're a slow eater, <laughs> I don't even know what to do because I, but like right after you're finished, you test your blood sugar. Right. And then 10 minutes later and then 30 and then 60 and you'll see what direction it's going. Okay. Now, obviously if you're on mealtime insulin and like glipizide or gliburide, that's going to be masked a little bit, but that's, that's why even more you need to test to see what that food does to you. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the, the whole range is of two hours later and then you miss all of those data points. So people are thinking, I'm doing great. Look at this. And they go and their A1C is 8% from 6% because they're not really given the information. Right. right? In their head, their goal is to get good blood sugars and, and they're getting reasonable ones. But right. they're missing all those infinite number of blood sugars in between because they're not testing. And I don't think they should, but you got to understand the the thinking on this. And what the food is doing. Okay, right. so the, the, the Book of Pricks is a blood sugar journal, and this is available for people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell it all the time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and we can go to drkristaello.com is the website, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Krista, and it's, um, you know, I didn't even, well, your name is right up there. So it's just drkristaello.com uh, for the website uh, for those of you who are watching to to jump in and grab yourself that. Um, yeah. If you go to forward channel. slash, if you go to forward slash log. Okay. So drkristaello.com forward slash log. It's right there. It's adorable. Um, I just, 
One, I, I can't stand that people are getting pharmaceutical products to, t- to, to write down their blood sugars on. That makes me crazy because I'm like, they're not your friend. But, <laughs> right. but also, if you and here's a little mind trick. If the notebook is cute for some reason, we want to use it. Uh, right. True. Like I have cute yes. notebooks all behind me. Yes. If they're not cute, I'm not using them. I don't know what they're <laughs> We have to have something that we like. I think it's it's a woman thing, right? Okay. Right. So oh, um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you come back on and, and talk about labels because I think this is such an important topic, not just for diabetics, but for everybody. Yes. And I'd really like your take on that label reading. But to end the conversation, I want you to talk about the book that you have oh. coming out. And yeah. don't you have a program coming out as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought about this long and hard. Okay, because you know it's very hard to try to convince people. Listen, there's a better way. They really have to know. And and if I and I do have a course coming out called the Less Meds Method. But mm-hmm. before they invest in themselves, they want to know what they're in for. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just write it all down in a book. And so I created the one, one less med. It's called One Less Med, the no bullshit strategy to being on less diabetes medications with less effort because it is simpler. All right. I love it. It's, it's just, it's totally me like that. Um, so we go into what you need to know. Why aren't you on one less med already? And then how to do it. And it's a very repeatable, predictable framework. You know, that's, it's easy. It's just like, do this first, then this, then this, and then all the way back to the beginning and do this, do this, do this until right. you're on one less med. And this is my sneaky way actually of showing people how to be on um, no meds. But it starts with that first one, right? Right. Right. So right. Um, that's in the editing process now. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping to kick that out to the universe uh, August. Ooh, that's yep. exciting. Well, yep. you will ha- I'm, I'm sure it, we're all going to be following you at drkristaello.com. And so I know you'll be plastering that all over the place oh, yes. right here. Mm-hmm. And if we get you back for part two to really teach us how to read those labels, I'm sure we might even have the uh the that um edited ver- you know version mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. you know that we get i love those <laughs> all right absolutely yeah I'm final, excited. final question for you okay is what is your best toxin free lifestyle tip oh mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. toxin free lifestyle tip number 1 Eliminate one toxin at a time. I like that. I live by that. Yep. One toxin at a time. One at a time. I love that. I don't like, you know, it's just like one med at a time. Eliminate one med at, one at a time. time. That's how that. humans change. One change at a time. All right. Final thoughts for our listeners. Final thoughts is, you know, if you have type 2 diabetes, if you have type 1 diabetes, there's something better. You do not have to be trapped. People are trapped between what their doctor is telling them to do and what they know to do. There is a simpler, easier, simpler way to just handle this. It's actually less stressful. I'm less stressed dealing with it. If you just know how it works, if you know how it works, you'd be like a mechanic. You can just fix it. And that's what, that's what I teach in the one, one less med. So I love it. Thank you so much for gracing us with your knowledge um, I love your no nonsense uh, uh, approach to everything, and I know our listeners are going to gain so much from checking out your program and then the book when we launch. We I'm appreciate excited. you. Oh, I love being here. Thank you, Amy. 
that's all for this episode of the Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.